0: Good morning, Mechanicsville. How are you doing this morning? This is Don Curtis. This is another fabulous, wonderful, marvelous day God has made for you and for me. That you and I might rejoice in it and be exceedingly glad. And so we just give God thanks for this marvelous day he has created for you and for me. Yeah, we have some new listeners in Law Maryland. Good morning to you, Law. Good morning. Now listen in, Waldorf, Maryland. Top of the morning to you. Now, this is in Baltimore, Maryland. Good morning to you. Highsville, Maryland. Good morning to you. All throughout the great state of Maryland. Good morning. Yeah, just south of us, Virginia. Good morning to you. Washington, Virginia. Good morning to you. Woodbridge, Virginia. Good morning. Yeah, Indianapolis, Indiana. Good morning to you. Edmonton, Canada. Top of the morning to you. Enos, Montana, good morning to you Birmingham, United Kingdom, good morning FM radio family members, good morning to you you love, me like that. You love me like that. Yeah, he loves us like that You love me like that, you love me like that Yeah, listen in, in the great place of France Great country of France, good morning to you Kosovo, good morning to you as well Netherlands, good morning to you our neighbors just north of us, Canada. Top the morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, Israel. Good morning to you. India. Good morning to you. Yeah, this is in New Jersey. Good morning to you. Throughout the great state of Texas, good morning. Yeah, I'm so glad he has rescued me. Yes, can you say that as well? He has rescued you. Yeah, good Oregon. Good morning to you. Yeah, he's redeemed me. He paid a price. Yes, he did. Awful price. Lay down his life for you and for me. Good morning. Good morning, California. Yeah, Missouri, good morning to you. Illinois, top the morning to you. This this love, yeah, that you Montana, good morning to you. Minnesota, good morning to you. Tennessee, good morning. Yeah, how about North Carolina, good morning to you? Yeah, Oklahoma, top the morning to you. Kansas, good morning. He that the son of man sets free is free indeed. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. is. Like like yeah, love he loves us like that. Good morning, Georgia. You like that. Yeah. What matter of love is this? Oh, 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 oh. What matter of love? Yeah, I Iowa, good morning to you. Alabama, good morning to you. Yeah, friends there in Australia, top of the morning to you. Switzerland, good morning to you. Yeah, Flagler Beach, Florida, good morning. Yeah, Orlando, Florida, good morning to you. Jacksonville, good morning. Yeah, listen there in Norway, good morning to you. South Africa, good morning. Yeah, listen there in Ghana, good morning to you. Zambia, good morning. Yeah, Puerto Rico, good morning to you. Poland, good morning. Good morning, One. Kiev, Ukraine. Good morning to you. Of love. Yeah. Of love is this. yeah, what man of love is this that God has bestowed upon you and me. Yeah, today. That's why today can be a day full of excitement expectation, uh, full of praise, full of worship, full of thanksgiving, <laughs> full of exceedingly great joy, peace of God that passes all understanding. In fact, uh, you and I can live in a divine presence all day long today because we have <clears throat> a divine person, a divine being, Christ in you, in Christ in me. Mm-hmm. And he gives strength to us. He fortifies us. He empowers us so that you and I can do all things through him who strengthens us. Mm -hmm. The power to love your enemy. (laughs) The power to bless those that curse you. Mm -hmm. The power to forgive. All those things that just seem to be beyond the human power and ability to be able to do. Uh, Christ in you he does that on your behalf on my behalf and really on his own behalf because uh, he cannot deny who he really is and he is agape love Mm -hmm. he is agape and we're just so excited and thankful uh, because of God's great love that he has bestowed upon each and every single one of us and so uh, again we want to Encourage you to just give God thanks and praise today for uh, your community, for your neighborhood, uh, for your neighbors across the street, down the street, and that sort of thing. For uh, coworkers and even during this COVID uh, virus time and whatnot when persons may not uh, be working in their offices as much, but they're working out of their home, that you can still be mindful of those persons that uh, are co-laborers, co-workers uh, together with you, no matter where they may be located, that you can just give God thanks uh, for them. Mm-hmm. And to desire that all of us together might <clears throat> come to be able to comprehend and to know <clears throat> this great love that God has for each and every a single one of us. And that as a result of it, that you and I, all of us, our family members and friends and enemies and all those persons that are in our atmosphere, in our influence, yeah, those that we see and interact with, those that we know by name and those that we don't, but we see them all the time, including our uh, postal worker, the mail person, hmm, yeah, the cashiers at the uh, grocery store, uh, the different stores, uh, that that we can just... Uh, you know, be desires that all of us together might uh, come to realize and to understand the magnitude of God's love for each and every single one of us. Paul says that uh, to know the love of God in such a way that we might become filled with all the fullness of God. Isn't that a marvelous, uh, a tremendous thing? That your knowledge, your understanding of God's love for you, uh, does more than just fill your head and fill my head with some knowledge and understanding, but it has the ability to fill our whole being, to fill us with the fullness of God. Isn't that a mind-blowing possibility for you and for me, that you and I might be filled with divinity, that God's divine Zoe life can be uh, overflowing in every area of your life? So that it is no longer you, but it's Christ. It is the divinity of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost living in you in such a way that it's no longer you that's doing the living, uh, but it's God Himself and all three of His persons living His life in and through you. So that now He is able to do through you and me those things that are impossible for you, but are possible for Him because of just who he is and what a spectacular marvelous opportunity and privilege and potential that is for you and for me yeah so that rather than you and i being the ones to make the move so to speak uh it is christ in us paul said he was crucified with christ dead with christ nevertheless he was alive uh, but it wasn't him but it was christ in him And now the life that he was living right then at that point in time, he was living it by Christ's faith, by the faith of Jesus Christ himself. Not faith in Christ, but the actual faith of Christ, the faith that belonged to Jesus Christ himself, the faith that he had when he was walking the streets of Jerusalem himself. He now has given that faith to you and to me so that now you and I can walk by faith, but walk by faith his faith, and not by your faith or my faith. And that is a marvelous gift that God has given to you and to me. And I tell you, I'm just excited about it, ecstatic about it, (laughs) just giving God thanks and praise for that privilege and opportunity, not only for me, but for all of us, that that is the potential for you. That is a potential for me as well, that today can be a day just filled with the presence of God filled with your consciousness of his presence, because he is present right now. He's all around you. In fact, we live and move and have our being in him. He holds all things together. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. And so he is already present everywhere, all around us. We now want to be attuned to him. It's like the radio waves, and the sound waves that are all around us right now, TV waves and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But in order to actually see them and actually to hear them and actually to to hear the the radio waves and the sound waves all around us, even right now, we've got to have a receiver. We've got to tune in. (laughs) We've got to get to that particular channel, that particular frequency, because there are all kinds of frequencies all around us. Mhm. And so we need to tune into that frequency. We've got to connect with that frequency. We've got to receive that frequency and and unless we do that, we just won't get the benefit of it. Not that it's not there. It is there. Just like again, the radio waves, the sound waves, the picture waves. Yeah, all around us, all around us right now. The atmosphere It's filled with this, your house right now, your apartment, wherever you might be, your office, your car. it's, It's filled with radio signals and frequencies all around you. You can't see it. You can't hear it. You can't see the pictures. But as soon as you tune in, as soon as the receiver is on, as soon as the receiver tunes into that particular frequency, guess what? Well, you and I know what the answer is we can hear that radio station because we have tuned into that radio frequency. We've tuned into it. Yeah, 105.1, 88.2, whatever that frequency is, as soon as you dial into that, guess what? You can hear, (coughs) (coughs) excuse me, you can hear the sounds. But if you don't tune in or you don't hear it, but it's still there, and the same concerning God, he's there. He's all around us, Mm -hmm. but we've got to tune into him. We've got to connect with him. We've got to get on the same frequency with him, Mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful and thankful that God has made a way for you and I to tune in with him, yeah, (laughs) and so I tell you, I just give God thanks and praise today that you and I have that, that potential, that possibility, that blessedness of being tuned in with God all day long today <laughs> yeah, in, in sync with him. And so we just give God thanks and praise. We've spent a lot of time in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, which I've really seen as his teaching, his uh, uh, sitting down with his disciples and really teaching them through chapters five, six, and seven. And we are, we're, we're finished with that. And he's, he's, He's complete with his finished with his teaching. And what we wanted to focus on today for a little bit was that persons were astonished mm-hmm, at his teachings. They they were just astonished. Uh, Matthew chapter seven. <clears throat> mm-hmm, he had just finished talking about uh being a doer of the word of God and not just a hearer only. And those of us, those of anybody, anyone who hears his sayings and then does them actually lives in them. He said, it's a wise man. Said, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. It was founded on a rock. And as a result of it being founded on a rock, when all the cares of life, when all the storms of life, when all the crises of life came here, yeah, it beat against that house. It beat against you, beats against me. But guess what? Because we've been founded on Christ himself, you don't fall. hmm But now if you have built your house on sand, <laughs> anything that's not Christ, anything that's not this solid rock, then I tell you what, the cares of life, the storms of life, the crisis of life will just run against you and it, it'll, block, it'll tear you down it a move you out the way. It may destroy you altogether. Mm-hmm. He said great was the fall of it. Those houses not built, those lives not built on the solid rock of Christ himself. Verse 28 says, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had finished. He, he had finished all of what he wanted to say to them, and I like how it ended when he had ended these sayings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his speaking to them, his talking with them. I, I enjoy great fellowship with God, and when he speaks to us, when when there's a conversation going on, when, you're learning and when you're learning and you're growing, you're coming across some understanding that is needful for your growth and my growth. And he says that when it came to pass and Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's one of the characteristics of great biblical teaching that comes out of the spirit of God himself. It astonish you. Mm hmm. Yeah. Just as we were saying earlier, Paul is saying, look, when he think about all the Christians back during that time, his concern and prayer for them, which should be the same for us today, is that uh, all of us together with all the saints might be able to comprehend the love of God that passes knowledge, but that we still might know. And as a result of it, that you and I might be filled with all the fullness of God. I mean, what? Being filled with the fullness of God, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) It can be astonishing. It can be mind blowing. It can be awesome. In fact, I believe that the whole teaching of Scripture in truth is awesome. I believe Jesus Christ Himself is just awesome. (laughs) Yeah. What He says, how He lives. Just awesome. He says, I, I, I'm not of this world at all. My teaching is not of this world. It doesn't conform to the societal norms. In fact, it blows it out of the way. hmm yeah. yeah. His astounding teachings would astound people today. To hear it, to understand it, to have it not diluted, not filtered at all. hmm Him saying, look. I want you to love your enemies. Oh, that's strange teaching. But Jesus said, no, that's what God's kingdom is like. That's what heaven is like. You, you, you've got to love your enemies. Say what? No, no, that, that can't be true. No, that that's exactly what he's saying to you and to me. We've got to forgive. Remember Peter? Peter thought he had kind of grabbed hold of when he said, Lord, now, if I forgive my brother seven times in a day, is that sufficient? You know, he was beginning to see this extraordinary teaching that Jesus was teaching about forgiveness. He saw it was way out there, and so he said, well, maybe if I, if I approach this with forgiving uh, my brother seven times for the same thing in a day, that, that, that ought to take care of it, that, that ought to measure up to this profound teaching that Jesus is laying on them, that they're hearing with their ears. They'd never heard it before. they never heard anything like that before. And so he's trying to get a handle on it, trying to get a grip on it. And so he said, how about if I forgive my brother seven times? And Jesus comes back to him because he hadn't even gotten close to understanding the importance of forgiveness and understanding what Jesus was requiring and asking of them and asking of you and me as well. He said, no, 70 times seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As often as is necessary. Yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. They were astonished uh, at his doctrine. They were hearing some things they had never heard before. They were challenged in ways they had never been challenged before and i tell you that the the teachings of christ himself uh, (laughs) the only way you and i can really perceive them the only way you and i can grab hold of them the only way you and i can have some measure of understanding and then to take it to the next step because he says It's got to be more than just hearing this. You've got to actually do it. You've got to live this in order for us to be able to now live this. It requires divine power because now he's talking about how divinity lives. He's talking about how God is. He's talking about how he is as the son of God. He's talking about how the Holy Ghost says he's really describing what the character and nature of God is. And there's no way that you and I, being human, can come anywhere close to living divine. Except God does, again, the extraordinary, the astonishing thing of becoming flesh. And then saying to you and to me that he wants to make his abode in us. That he wants to live in you and in me. Well, why? What is the purpose? Why would God want to take up his abode on the inside of you and on the inside of me. Well, I believe he knows that it's impossible for you and I to be godly, to be godlike without him living in us, without him actually doing it in and through us. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, here I am, the son of man, and I can do nothing of myself. I can't be godly all by myself. I can't live what I'm teaching by myself. It's the Father. He is the one in me. He is the one who's actually living his life in me. The divine life that you see about me is really the Father in me. He is the one doing the works. He's the one living his life in and through me. God was in Christ reconciling the whole world unto himself. Jesus was not reconciling the world by himself. No, he says real plainly, it was the Father. He was the one in him doing the works. And that is what is so truth concerning you and me as well. And that's where the frustration comes. The disappointment comes because we have this understanding, we have this thought that somehow or another we can do it ourselves. All we have to do is just know what to do and we'll just go and do it. But that's just not true at all. You can know what to do, but still can't do it. And that's a great example of it. When Jesus says, look, I want you to bless those that curse you. hmm Yeah, that's what he said, I want you to do. I want you to bless those that curse you. Now, Jesus gave the great illustration of it. He was being cursed, being sped upon as he was being nailed to the cross, and what was his reaction? Oh, he blessed them. Well, how did he bless them? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He wasn't angry, ticked off. He wasn't mad. No, he blessed them. Now, how did he do that? Well, he tells us the Father in him, he is the one doing that in and through Christ. And guess what? It's going to take the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in you and in me for us to live a godly life. You and I will just continually miss the mark. We will continually fall short. Listen to this. Of the glory of God, not the glory of mankind, not the glory of what some people might define as a good man, a good woman. No, no the glory of God. You can be spot on about the glory of man. You can impress all kinds of folk, but that's not what the target is. The target is be ye perfect. Even as your father, which is in heaven is perfect. That's the target. That's the mark. And anything less than perfection is missing the mark and is sin. Mm hmm. That's why Jesus astonished people with his his teaching. They were just blown away by this. And not only what he said, but even how he said it, for he taught them as having authority and not as the scribes. There was a whole different (laughs) tenor about his teaching. There was just something different about how he taught. He didn't teach as a scribe, as someone who was, quoting a verse of scripture and elucidating on that scripture, trying to explain what the scripture meant. No, no, he, he didn't teach like the scribes. He, he, he wasn't teaching like it was secondhand information that he was reading the writings of Moses and the prophets. And then he was explaining and teaching about the prophets and Moses. No, Jesus didn't teach like that at all. No, he 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 taught as one having authority because he does have authority. So when God, when he tells you and me to bless those that <laughs> curse you, when he says to you and to me, love your enemies, he says it with authority. Mm-hmm. You can't get around it. You can't justify anything less than that. He even said earlier, it's been said unto you that you should not commit adultery. He said, but I tell you that if you look upon a woman with just a desire and insight, you've done the same thing. He, he went beyond just what was written because he understood the spirit behind he understood what the point is. Mm. -hmm. So he said, look, you can't say you love God and then you hate your neighbors. He said, no, you're, you're lying to yourself. You're deceiving your own self. He He says that with authority because he knows the truth. He's not giving us his opinion. Mm -hmm. He's not giving you his opinion. And he's not asking for your opinion or my opinion. No, he speaks with authority. Why? Well, because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And John tells us the very beginning of his gospel that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh, Jesus Christ himself. He is far greater than the written word. And we thank God for the written word, but Jesus Christ is more than the written word. He is the living word far beyond what's written. It's what's living. And this is what is so spectacular concerning you and concerning me. That you and I can just fill our minds and our hearts with the written word, which does not have the power of the living word. And as a result, neglect the living word and really have no life. That's no different than anybody else's because guess what? The power is in Christ is Christ in you. Mm -hmm. The hope of glory. And so now we see the living word, the living word, Christ in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the word became flesh. Remember, he said, he even describes the Pharisees, he said, you guys search the scriptures all the time. You're always in the scriptures because you think that somehow or another you're going to get a word out of the scriptures. You think somehow or another you're going to get life out of the scriptures. You think in them, that's where eternal life is. And he says, no, you missed the point. I am that life and you won't come to me that you might have life. So we just give God thanks and praise that we have come to him. And not only that, but he is astounding us. He is astonishing us by his saying. And we just say to him, Lord, just keep on teaching. Just keep on speaking because we have ears to hear. We want to hear what thus saith the Lord in life, in your heart, in my heart. When he said, <laughs> Love your enemies. Bless those that persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Good morning to you.